tired of lame old granddad's house of worship? Then come on over to OLAMinistries.com. The best part is, it's not church. That's right. Just home to some of your favorite podcasts, like Styling and Profiling with Cam and Zam. It's time! It's still real to me, damn it! The People Person's Paper Podcast. And of course, opinions like a-holes. Take it from me. So come join us at OLAMinistries.com. Now with zero God. Wait, there's a God, right? Nah. Welcome to Opinions Like Ales, everybody, your favorite pop culture podcast where we have opinions and most of them stink. My name is Michael Zampino. With me, as always, is Hilton Price. The latest thing that I'm terrified about, thanks to TikTok, is Zillow's takeover of the home market. Oh. Uh, how Zillow is, I guess, using their, their data their- that they've gathered over who is looking for homes where. As you do. And they're buying homes in these areas and, and they buy with cash so they can, because they have these kind of reserves, I guess, from all their zillowing. This is where my knowledge right, right, starts right, to right. break up. But they buy homes and they even pay too much so that what happens is, is the entire market shifts upward and oh. they price regular consumers out of the market. Their end goal being to create a market where they own large swaths of right. property and can charge for it what they please forcing us to pay the rent yeah, yeah that's mm. the thing so so we we got to i don't know what what to do i don't either I, I will say i do look at zillow like porn right yeah exactly which is why i've just started looking at more porn fair whenever i start getting the urge to just house hunt for fun <laughs> When I, when I want a house, because I own my own, my own home. I don't need to. You you here, you you and the family have a beautiful home here. Sure. You know, we don't need to, but we we we, we seek. We could have other options. We want to know we what's out have, there. We could have, I could have uh, more closet space. Is it? You could um, not have to share walls. Yeah, I exactly. I could have a yard that I would mm-hmm. also not care about. You could have a yard in, in which you could... Have a little dog. I, I could have a dog. I could have two dogs if the yard was uh, large enough. Yeah. If my heart was large enough. If if you if it grew three sizes that, that day, day, like yeah. Grinch. Yeah, yeah. Because of, of what I did with the Who's. Because of your Zillow purchase. Yes, uh, because I saved the housing market from the the the, the corporate uh, evil of the Zillow. Corporate fat cats. Who knew Zillow was going to be part of that evil empire? Got Bezos, Be- Amazon, Musk, uh, and, and Tesla, and, and, and Apple, and, and and what's his name? Uh, Jobs, rest in peace, I guess. Yeah, what's the new guy's name? Uh, Cook. T- Tim Apple. Tim Cook. Tim Apple. <laughs> Tim Apple. It, hey, listen, if our president said so, that's so shall it be. It's, that's what it is now. It's Tim Apple. That's your name now, fuckface. <laughs> yeah, deal with it. It's it's like how uh, a poor Kelly Hannon became Aaron on yep. the Office. 
Uh, and just from then to on, be fair though, she did say if we're going, if we're changing names, can I go by Aaron? Yeah, but even her mom in the finale was then called her Aaron. It's true. Yeah, she probably wouldn't have done that, huh? No, that's one of, those that's little, one of the things they tear up yeah. on um, on the subreddit, the office oh, subreddit. Yeah. Well, there's also the um, if it weren't for Secretary's Day, I wouldn't have a stepmom, even though we've only met Andy's mom, mom. Yeah. And spoken to Andy's mom. mom. Yeah. As far as we know, um, well, They've also never divorced. Well, and his father, of course, is his name changed. He was uh, he was originally Andrew. He was, was Walter Jr. And that, yeah. And, that and then was, they had his little brother and gave him the name because they thought he better exemplified the name Walter Jr. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which one, honestly, having met Walter Jr., I agree. Oh, 100%. I agree. Yeah. He, he's got a voice like an angel. Uh-huh. Um, uh, now, now, Walter Sr. turns out, big old creep, but we did not know that at the time. Both the character and the actor. I, I really meant the actor. Uh, yeah. I, but yeah, yeah. Well, because the, uh, the, the character uh, screwed his whole family, remember? Oh, does he? I don't, don't yeah, remember. and then Andy has to pick up the pieces and go sell the boat. Oh, that's what the whole boat thing was about. Correct. Yeah. I, I've forgotten so much of that plot line, yeah. which is bad because I do host a podcast that's about It's true. Office. You're going to have to remember at some point. Returning to the airwaves just as soon as we get this pandemic under control. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, uh, so, uh, but that guy uh, turns out to be real... Piece of shit, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So beware of Andy's dad. Beware of the guy oh, from Seventh Heaven. I was gonna say Seventh Heaven. That was uh, the show. Really, beware of anyone pitching you heaven, because you know, you oh know, man, not not to not to make claims about the afterlife, but anyone who says they can probably should not be trusted. Oh, hundred uh, percent. And then, uh, you know, in general, uh, maybe buy a home if you can. Invest in the housing market. Not and, through Zillow. Though. And, and and stay the fuck away from Zillow. We gotta. Now we gotta here's what we stop. Well, them. here's what we figure out. We gotta figure out how to find the house on Zillow, mm-hmm. and then and then circumvent Zillow yeah. in buying the home. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which I don't think is possible if they own it, <laughs> and that that's a big problem. Well, and and I mean, I guess you got to we got to get government involved to get some kind of regulation. We against trick them, mass corporate property ownership. What it is, we have to figure out how to trick them. See, okay, here's my here's what we do. I figured it out. We start a national circuit. I don't know if that's the right word. Yeah, but we start to slowly but surely. Mm-hmm. Convince Zillow that all of the houses they've purchased are haunted. Yes, and thus not worth what they're trying to sell them for. Yeah, and then we trick them into selling them for far less. And then after they do it, we pull our mask off, Scooby Doo style, and we say, "Fuck you, Zillow! We tricked you, you pieces of shit." Well, now here's the thing, though. I think what you're saying is a great idea. Where it falls apart Thank for you. me Thank is you. when it becomes deception. You're saying that we trick them into believing. Hey, that they tricked us. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. I understand. Okay. I, the impetus, I get it. Oh wait, are you thinking maybe we actually get them haunted? We actually get the houses haunted. <laughs> we get them real haunted, not fake haunted. If we're not getting actual ghosts and specters involved, I don't know if you can control a ghost's unfinished business though, and be like, "Hey, can you finish up your unfinished business in this house?" Oh, I'm just saying, if we make a good case, make a solid case for moving to True. a home owned by Zillow. True. I think any. Any ghost worth his salt is going to say. So what we do is we yes. just we start a uh, a business finishing service where we say if you haunt this house for Zillow, we will finish your unfinished business so that you may rest. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'd finish some unfinished business for a ghost. Yeah. Because it's always we like... We just call it finished business. It's always like, tell my TM, daughter TM, I TM. love her. Right. Uh, let let my son know I'm proud of him. But there, we will have to do some avenging. There uh, will be some avenging. Well, of course, but... We're gonna be, there's going to be some murder. I, well, I mean... If but, you're going to finish business, there's going to be some murders in there. We can work in a no murder cause, clause. Clause? Because here's the thing. Any murderous no, ghosts... I'm not doing that. No, I'm but, not putting in a no murder clause. But any murderous ghosts, we wouldn't necessarily want haunting the Zillow homes. But here's the thing, though. Because that would lead to more There's going to be at least a few stories where that ghost, the vengeance is so justified. And then, we'll, and then we're heroes. Okay. Okay. So you're, you're saying that sometimes we, the, the vengeance murder is, is okay. There will be justice in murder. Okay. I hadn't, I hadn't considered vengeance murder. Um... Okay, we put in a clause where we can accept or deny cases of murder on a case by case basis, based on our our vigilante system. Yes, and and this is strictly. I don't want. I would not. It will be very arbitrary. And, but and it will I mostly don't, be. I don't want to suggest that we advocate murder. This is strictly in the interest of vengeance for a a, a spirit. I, correct. Only if a ghost from the nether world, <laughs> if an actual ghost compels us to murder. Someone who deserves it, then we are covered. I mean, I'm pretty sure, dude. I'm not a lawyer, but this feels ironclad. Pretty sure this feels ironclad. Pretty sure we figured it out. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you're if you're a lawyer and you know anything about, about this kind ghost of law, law. <laughs> if you know nether nether laws, we do want to get caught up on the, uh, the, the necro laws. Would it be necro the laws? Ne- the ghost code. <laughs> Go ghost penal code. Please drop us a line at olapodcast at gmail.com. The necropenal code. The necropenal code. We we just want to stay on the right side of ghost law. Necronomic convict. No, yeah, not trying to be a necronomic convict. But seriously, Zillow, watch out for that Zillow thing. And yeah, maybe, turns out they're bad. Bad baddies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I got to get out of that corner of TikTok. That shit is terrifying. True. Yeah. Um, well, man. Luckily. If there's only. Look, there's not an. I'm not going to stop looking at Zillow. I'm sorry. I okay. can't. Well, we need another uh, real estate thing. We do. Yeah. Someone else needs to be a real estate thing. We need a real estate company. Because sometimes for the you're just like looking at houses that you'll never be able to buy. And then sometimes. You find those gems where you're like, oh, this is a weird house from the 70s, and then here's a dungeon at the end of the pigs. And you're like, what? That's good times. Those are good. Well, what if, so then we need a service where someone can go and get pictures of these houses for sale up on another website. We just basically need pictures of everyone's house all the time. Yeah, yeah. We just need pictures of of their house. This is bad. What we're saying right now is bad. This is... I mean, we did just advocate murder for ghosts. Yeah, but this is different bad. Okay. Because, <laughs> like, this is, like, living people's homes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that, that's right. That's Okay, wait, 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 <laughs> wait. What? I've got it. So there's going to be some homes where there's no one living because they have recently been murdered. Oh, shit. For vengeance for ghosts. That's true. No one cares if we take pictures of those homes. Of that house, that's right. That home is totally up for pictures. That's true. Um, all right. 
All right, I think figured this, it out. This is not only one. I plan. guess we can get to the show now. <laughs> this has turned into two plans. Uh, this has turned into a very different show. This, yeah, I didn't realize we were going to get so much done so quickly. Uh, uh, I'm really, I'm, I'm pretty happy about it. Though. This and we watched a lot of trailers today. Uh, Star Wars Visions was the first one. This is a unique thing that actually is already out on Disney Plus. Uh, a series of vignettes uh, produced by anime studios out of Japan telling new stories set in the Star Wars universe. Uh, and it very much, in the trailer we watched, uh, leaned on its anime roots, not only in, of course, the, the artistic style, but that it was all in Japanese uh, with subtitles. And uh, you heard a lot of very familiar uh, themes in, in anime represented in this. And, and Star Wars already borrowed from uh, samurai tales uh, alongside westerns and serialized uh, adventure stories. Sure. So, but to see um, th this, this was this was much more of an anime trailer than I was expecting. Oh yeah, it was an anime trailer first and through Star Wars and through second. It was an anime with Star Wars stuff sprinkled in. Right. Yeah. Right down to the the, the girls' voices and the the giggling and the gasping was very anime esque. Uh, very. There was the the <laughs> the old man, the giggling old man. Which There's always one of those guys. Always. <laughs> yeah. If he's not at least a little perverted, I'll be shocked. Ugh. You know. But, but uh, see, I, I think that's why. I can't get into anime because even the most innocent anime feels like I'm watching someone's a little bit fetish. Yeah. It feels like I'm watching someone's weird fetish and I'm like, I feel weird about it. Well, and I don't, I don't know that there either, there was any sense of cause and effect one leading to the other, but the, the history of Japanese anime is intertwined with the history of its hentai porn. If it, of its, if it's cartoon pornography. Right. Uh, and 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 not that I don't know which one. I feel like I'm always other. waiting for it to turn into that. And you do, you do, you do have to. Yeah, but, for sure. And, and 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 in some series, it's real bad. I watched uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion last year. Uh huh. And I didn't like it at all because of all that spiritual navel gazing. It was always an existential crisis movie more than it was a monsters fighting aliens movie, which is what I wanted. Got it. Uh, but even behind all of that was the fact that. It hypersexualized everyone in that yeah. cast, and ninety nine percent of that cast were supposed to be preteens. Yeah, the that's... twelve year olds, and mm -hmm. they've got they've got. Uh, I think her name is Ayame, uh, the redhead. Uh, she's used in so much uh, iconography in Japan as the idea of a of an attractive, sexy young girl. And attractive, sexy young girl is a perfectly fine thing as long as she's an adult. <laughs> Correct. Ayami's like twelve, so right. it's it's it, 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 so to see that kind of stuff and feels yucky. It feels very yucky. Well, and it feels yucky because it is yucky. Yeah, <laughs> it, <laughs> it's not. It's it's not even that it feels yucky. It just feels weird because it's so far from what it seems normal. Correct. Like when I was twelve, you know, and it's not even like norms of like what is acceptable or whatever. Sure. But when I was twelve, the last thing in my life I needed was the complications of sex and sexuality. <laughs> you know, I was perfectly busy with friends and school and home and trying not to trip over my own two fucking feet. I was trying to figure out how to watch, you know, WrestleMania eight. Right. Yeah, I was playing Nintendo for God's sake. You know, I mean, the last thing the world I was trying to do was was worry about what was hot and not. You know, true. 
and I mean, I was 12, so puberty sure. was starting. have we developed starting. crushes by this time? These sure. things were happening, of yeah. course, you know, and, and interactions between boys and girls, yeah. which was, was a, so much more of a delineated thing when we were kids, too. Oh, I had a mad crush you know? on Alyssa Milano by 12. Of course. For sure. Yeah, yeah, and girls in my class, there was crushes, you know. For sure. But, uh, so, but we don't need, you didn't need that to be forced on us through TV and media. Yeah, the, was, the idea of like a TV show taking that girl from your class that you had a crush on and then hypersexualizing them for a show. You're like, mm. yeah. Like you said, Alyssa Milano existed. We were fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? So, man. But, uh, but yeah, but, uh, but outside of that, uh, in the, the Star Wars Visions trailer, I saw a lot of the trappings of anime that I think are great. You saw immediately, you saw this one female character. Again, the <laughs> with <laughs> He was great. Uh, you saw this one a female Jedi or Sith character with uh, like ten lightsabers. You know, you saw yeah. uh, the the leaping like back a and spider. forth. Yeah, and there was all kinds of. One person had this spinning thing that looked like it had lightsabers coming coming off of it. There was just really great use of um, the visual style to tell wild stories that were a little wilder than what we're used to. That seemed a little mm-hmm. bigger. So I'm excited for that. Uh, You'll have to just tell me about it because I'm not watching. You wouldn't it. watch any of it, nah. and, and they're going to be short. It looks like they'll probably be thirty minute episodes. Still, so nah. and uh, a bunch of different houses, uh, anime houses, are doing this. So you, I, we saw several different styles. Yeah, there uh, were. It the did trailer. seem to change throughout. So, which uh, looks cool. Uh, and then, again, tell me all about it. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> but uh, but definitely excited for that, um, and I think it'll. Uh, it's something new, and at least it, it, it steps away from all the kind of Skywalkerness. Fair that I think people are kind of getting sick of. So. All right. Other trailer we watched was really wild. Yeah, uh, new Guillermo del Toro joint, Nightmare Alley. Yeah, it's a. I I like anything set between the twenties and forties. Yeah. For some reason, I gravitate towards those. I like them. Uh, I like the imagery. I like the um, uh, the way this thing is shot is. It's gorgeous from like minute one, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Like every shot is 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 beautiful. Uh, but yeah, you're questioning the plot. Like from second one of the trailer, you're like, "Well, they're only showing Brad Cooper." Mm-hmm. Um, we get a very interesting Willem Dafoe yeah. character uh, doing like a southern accent, and he's killing it. Like he sounds, I don't know. I, this looks fantastic to me. Yeah, and it all looks like it's kind of tied into like a kind of a carnival kind of theme. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me immediately. Oh, yeah. Of, no, it's like a sideshow uh, freak show attraction. Yeah. Uh, you know, come see the the bearded lady and the dragon boy. And, <laughs> you know, and it immediately reminded me of Carnival, the old HBO show. Ah, I never watched that. Was which, that good? Which was very good, but it was very slow burn. But I got gotcha. you. It was about kind of mysterious happenings around a traveling carnival. And. I think that kind of setting of that freak show carnival kind of theme, it it plays into the whole idea of more than meets the eye, of something behind the curtain, of uh-huh. you know that whether it's supernatural or just simply clandestine, something is happening there that the viewer doesn't know about immediately, and it just sets you up for this great journey. And we got a c- crazy cast. You got Bradley Cooper, Rooney Mara, Kate Blanchett, Paul Anderson, Willem Dafoe, Mary Steenburgen, Tony Collette, Ron Perlman, Holt McCalley, David Strathairn. Did I say that right? Tim Blake Nelson, Clifton Collins Jr., Richard Jenkins. 
I mean, yeah. Jim Jim Beaver's in it. No idea who that is. Yeah, I don't know. But I'm glad. I'm actually excited. I didn't notice Mary Steenburgen was in it. I like yeah, her a lot. Me too. She's uh, she's great. This whole cast is great. Yeah. Uh, this looks really cool. And I, I like the idea of playing in that world, like you said. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's kind of not overly explored territory. We don't see a lot of shows that are into that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of stuff. You know, we had Boardwalk Empire. There's, oh yeah, uh, okay, yeah. I don't know. We I, we get a lot, but I can't get enough. Like yeah. I I want give me more of of like I said anything from the twenties to forties. Yeah, uh, I love it. I'm for it. I'll watch it. What is it about that era, you think? I don't know. Yeah. I can't put my finger on it. Uh, it's, it's. I mean, because it was not a super great time for everybody. No. <laughs> um, but I like, I don't know, there's something about that era. Uh, you know, you got your mobster movies, your, your, um, uh, your Prohibition era movies. Your, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. A lot of um, conflict, a lot of, a lot of things. But there's something about the, uh, I don't know, the clothing, the cars, the the, the style, the deco. Yeah. I dig it. Okay. I like watching it. Very it's cool. pleasing to my eyes. Yeah. Yeah, just a good, uh, it, it looks like it's going to be. Uh, it's aesthetically pleasing. It's going to have a good aesthetic. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Another one that was very much strong on its aesthetics that we watched was the the trailer for Hawkeye, uh, the latest series coming to Disney Plus. We had a good time talking about the uh, tra- the trajectory that is Jeremy Renner's acting career. Uh, yeah, how far he has come. Uh, Hilton was unaware of a little film from 1995 called National Lampoon's Senior Trip. Really, uh, truly a gem of modern cinema. If you've missed it, uh, I mean, it is like at the height of uh, you know like. Stoner high school gross amount comedies. Uh, the two, him and the other guy, who are clearly our stoner leads, correct, reminded me of the two guys from summer school. Essentially, yes, where they're the same kind of characters. I, in fact, the haircut on one of them was almost identical. The biggest difference is you replace their obsession with horror movies mm-hmm. uh, with. Uh, being stoners, these guys are just straight out stoners. Yeah. Essentially, yeah, because yeah, the other guy, yeah, they were partiers. just horror movie guys. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I think they were like trying to drink and stuff in that movie, but you know, as you do, their big thing was yeah, horror movies and and uh, yeah. makeup and shit. Okay, yeah, oh. summer school. That's a good flick. That is a good one. But yeah, uh, if you have not seen uh, National Lampoon Senior Trip, give that shit a uh, a watch one day. It is wild. Uh, Matt Frewer mm-hmm. is in it. Uh, you know him from uh, Max Headroom. Oh, oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and of course, the dad from uh, the neighbor from uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Was he really? Okay. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen that. I need to go back and watch that classic trilogy of movies. And then you also have Kevin McDonald from The Kids in the Hall. Yeah, I need to see him mm-hmm. uh, in a little, a little side role. He has a very funny uh, character in that movie. And uh, Tommy Chong, uh, essentially playing... Uh, Tommy Chong. Yeah, playing Tommy Chong. And maybe Tommy Chong mixed with a little bit of Otto from The Simpsons. Yeah, his you character's know? name is like Red, and he's, yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. like it's like Tommy Chong meets Otto. You, yeah. you nailed it. But that looks cool. Uh, but the this... magic words rock and roll, man. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty, pretty solid Tommy Chong there. Thank you. This Hawkeye looks good, though. It does. It really does. Uh... It suckered me in. I am. Uh, I will admit, I am a sucker for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, you know, the second it's the most wonderful time of the year starts playing, I'm like, okay, I'm. You've got me. You have my attention. 
Well, and it really it plays- now I, I say that, but I'm not like uh, to the level where I'm watching like Hallmark movies. Here's the deal: I've seen because your house. they're Christmas. I've walked in here and on Christmas, and it is covered from head to toe in garland. There are little Santa statues everywhere I turn. Uh, I've been to. Um, uh, garage- hey, you know what? I'm just really thought thought of this really quickly, but you know what? I'm really glad that's not super popular anymore. What's that? Tinsel. Oh yeah. Moving on. Yeah, that stuff actually fell out of favor because it's like bad and dangerous. <laughs> it super was. Yeah, but uh, but as you were saying, uh, no, no, you don't. It, 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 yeah, Christmas we, is pretty. We great. overdo it. We, yeah. we, you know, we've got the inflatables. We've yeah. got, uh, you know, our electric bill during Christmas yeah. is just through massive. The roof. Uh, you can see your house from space. We uh, tend to put up the Christmas tree uh, two days before Christmas Eve. If if at all. If at all. Um, we're bad. I haven't done a tree in years. We're bad. Have you seen our Halloween decorations? Uh, I don't remember. There's there's some little stickies on the on the front <laughs> glass door that says enter if you dare. Nice. Nailed it. We're done. <laughs> Halloween's all finished. Yeah. Halloween's done. Yeah. And in fact, that's honestly not even a Halloween decoration that you just happened to have finally gotten that up. This that's month. true. It was a thing that we meant to put up a long time ago. <laughs> it's always, it's, always, it's a year-round sentiment. Oh, man. I don't remember who it was. There's a comic a long time ago that had a joke about, I think it was Dan Cummins, about uh, the trespassers will be shot yeah. sign. He's like, I didn't know that you could put up a sign that made murder legal in your yard. <laughs> That's very funny. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Hawkeye but looks great. This looks great. We uh, got a Christmas theme from the get from the get go. They're introducing Kate Bishop as another talented archer that is going to sort of be under his mentorship. Well, first we introduce family abandonment. Yes, <laughs> yes that's, that's true. the first thing <laughs> yeah. is him saying, "I know it's Christmas. I gotta go do superhero shit." Well, and then we're gonna clearly have some kind of like. Uh, running theme through the show where he is constantly trying, trying to, to get back, get back to them for Christmas, by Christmas, because yeah. he made a dumb promise. Yeah, I'm a superhero. I promise I'll be back for Christmas. Yeah, because you that idiot, you can't say that to your children. They didn't do a great job of differentiating, but not only do we get Kate Bishop, but there's another lead. Uh, we've got another uh, woman playing. Now, that. is Kate Bishop someone I should know from comics? Uh, I, I mean. It's, Yes and no. Okay. She is in comics, but are you someone who's going to know that? that? No. Okay, good, 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 good. So it's not like general. She's not like a super huge character that I'm I'm dumb for not recognizing. Exactly. Okay. And like like we did see um uh we saw uh I guess Aleka Cox as uh Maya Lopez. Uh, she was the one in the Ronin costume in the beginning. Okay. So oh, that's right. Because and then, but then there's another scene where he pulls a mask off of Kate Bishop, revealing her. So it right. looks it because it could be very easy to confuse that there's actually multiple female leads in this. Okay. As well as Florence Pugh is in this re- reprising her role from Black Widow as Yelena Belova. Okay. And that um, did you see Black Widow? Uh, no, no. Uh, well, I'm about to spoiler the uh, hidden scene or, or the post credit scene. So, uh, spoilers to everyone Spoiler out there. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Uh, if you haven't seen the uh, Black Widow, specifically the after credit scene, but in that scene, Julia Louis-Dreyfus turns up as Francesca Valentina, whatever her name is, uh, and gives Yelena Belova uh, information as to who she says, quote-unquote, killed Black Widow uh, in Endgame. And, of course, it's not quite true, but she says it was Jeremy Renner, so uh, Hawkeye. So uh, now Yelena Belova is coming after Hawkeye. So that is part of the plot of this show, allegedly. Got it. We also saw the Russian, uh, a gang of Russian thugs in the trailer, uh, which, and I know this is getting out of stuff that you were aware of, but 
Uh, it has been uh, theorized that this show was going to play off of the uh, recent run of the comic Hawkeye, uh, written by Matt Fraction and drawn, uh, I want to say, by David Aja, but I'm probably getting that wrong. Uh, and the uh, comic introduces those Russian thugs. It introduces Clint working with Kate Bishop. It introduces Pizza Dog, who was the dog we saw wearing the antlers. Uh, the comic was Pizza Dog. Pizza Dog. Nice. Uh, the comic was known for just it's not made of pizza, though. Just to be just clear, big fan of pizza. Okay, he enjoys. Okay, the pizza. okay, okay. Yeah. Now a, a dog made of pizza, though. He's a pizza dog in the way a that I. Fun I'm, thing to think about. Yes, but then you got to eat the dog, and I'm not okay with that. Pizza dog, where he just likes pizza. That's my kind of dog. Pizza dog can be made of pizza, and I'm not eat that pizza dog. I don't know. I mean, if there's a pizza, I'm gonna probably want to eat it. It's also gonna go bad. Exactly. You got to eat it. It's cheese. Bad. It's gonna mold. Yeah. <laughs> But but now get some pizza for a dog. As long as that dog's you know not getting fat or anything, I'm okay with it. You know, you give a dog a pizza. Yeah, he eats for a day. Yeah, you, you teach a dog. You teach pizza. a dog to be made of pizza. <laughs> he eats pizza forever until the cheese goes bad. When there's pizza on a bagel, you can eat pizza anytime. <laughs> the Mad Fraction Hawkeye comic was known for uh, introducing a lot of these characters, a lot of these situations. And also had uh, some star issues. There was an issue that was totally from Pizza Dog's perspective. What? So the, That's awesome. So there was no dialogue except yeah. for like what he could understand, you know? So Sit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Re- really well done uh, uh, book. Um, That's fun. I'm super excited to see this show. Uh, and uh, another one where we are getting another young hero character added to the Marvel U in uh, Kate Bishop, uh, who, who will... Uh, later go by Hawkeye herself. Um, nice. Well, and now on top of being introduced to Speed and Wiccan in WandaVision uh, and um, talk of Riri Williams joining the Marvel CU in Black Panther and getting her own Ironheart series. She's like a young Iron Man character. Uh, we are quickly running towards a... Oh, and we had um, Elijah's grandson in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is Patriot in the comics? He's okay. like a young Captain America spinoff. So we get we have many many people to choose from if we wanted to build a young Avengers team. So if that's not in the cards for somewhere down the line, I'd nice. be real surprised. Yeah. So uh, also, I hate that that uh, certain groups in this country have uh, made the word Patriot put such a bad taste in my mouth because when you said that, I was like. Um, anyway, yeah, well, yeah, Patriot, of course, that uh, young Avengers was created way back in like 20, uh, maybe 20, 2006, 2005. My bad spelling. Let's see. Elijah Bradley was his name. Let's see what I can find. Uh, 2005. Yeah. Young Avengers. Number one written by Alan Heinberg. Uh, one of the people who helped, I want to say start, um, Maybe Grey's Anatomy. I'm trying to think. Uh, he was included in Party of Five, Sex and the City, Gilmore Girls, The O.C., Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. And one of the few times that he dipped his uh, uh, pen into the comics world uh, was creating Patriot back in 05, back before the word Patriot was kind of tarnished. <laughs> uh, also born in Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, Alan Heinberg. So Tulsa boy. Thank you, Alan. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so we do have the chance for Young Avengers to pop up now in the Marvel U with uh, even more 
young hero characters coming on and taking the mantle of their uh, adult uh, counterparts. So very cool stuff from that and makes me super excited about this Hawkeye show and, and what it's going to do. In the meantime, really still digging What If. Uh, that's been really good. We're now seven, I think, seven episodes in. And uh, I believe we may start to see some episodes, uh, some continuity between episodes now as we get into these next few episodes where some of the things that happened in the previous episode are going to carry over into the next one. On on which one? On What If. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I got mildly distracted. Well, and What If has sold itself as an anthology series where these are just one-off episodes that aren't right. connected. But the whole idea of What If is that this is a multiverse of mm-hmm. different universes where these things can happen. And I think now we're going to see that there is some kind of larger overarching story that we may not have been as aware of. All right. Uh, last one I saw was the zombie episode, so I'm like, I think I'm a couple behind. You are two behind, two behind at least. Uh, I could be wrong, but and I I got to tell you, um, two really good episodes. The first one, which will um, uh, focus on a, a former villain, uh, is very good. Okay, and probably one of my favorites of the series so far. Nice, um, but there's been a lot of good ones. Yeah. Um, uh, another show, uh, we, we talked a little bit about anime. Uh, one show that we've talked about on this show that's making a comeback is Cowboy Bebop. Now, I will say that seeing the live-action trailer after watching the original one, yeah, the, the scenes from the live-action one make me want to check it out. Uh, yeah, cool. Yeah. That Well, that intro, No, I know you're not an anime fan. I'm not. And I knew you hadn't. It was very unlikely you'd ever seen this even by chance. Nope. But the intro to Cowboy Bebop is so neat. It's fun. That I thought it was worth showing you how much the live-action version was similar to the original. Yeah. Um, and it is. It's got that fun, jazzy feel. And that, I got, Cowboy Bebop, I watched that all the way through last year. Does the show keep, does the show have that sort of 60s retro throwback that the intro does? Yes. Okay. Um, in... In different ways, and along with other kind of influences, I always felt like the show Cowboy Bebop to me feels like jazz, in that it's interesting, it's fun to look at. Like Bebop, yeah, yeah. It's it, and, and it's like Bebop in that there's so much. I but and and each episode is like a thing, and you get done, and you just experienced a thing. But does it work as like a whole show with a through line story and character development? I didn't get a lot of that out of my time through. You know whose dad thought that um, hip hop was a lot like bebop? Who's that? It was Q-Tip's dad. Really? Yeah. Oh. You know, he had that line back in the days when I was a teenager before I had status and before I had a pager. You could find the abstract listening to hip hop. My pops used to say it reminded him of bebop. <laughs> One, two, oh my God. Thank you. Um yeah, I but I would highly recommend watching a couple episodes of, of Cowboy Bebop because the animated one. Yeah, because you just it's 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 just a neat kind of show. On was it own. like an Adult Swim thing, or did it get shown in Adult Swim? Definitely. Or, okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I feel like that's where I remember it at least being aired. Whether it was like an Adult Swim original, was it? I don't know. It's after watching the whole thing, I was disappointed because I didn't feel like I really got much of a whole story through it as much as I would have wanted. Although it was there, and I know the Cowboy Bebop fans are right now ripping their hair out, being telling me I wasn't paying attention or I wasn't smart enough or whatever. Yeah, you weren't listening, right? But but every episode had so much style that I would one hundred percent go back and watch it again, just because it was fun to watch. 
So, and there's a cute corgi. That like, intro is incredibly pleasing. Right? And they just, they have scenes and, and just the characters, they, they there's cool scenes and cool moments and great music and the scene setting looks good. And, well, and the way they did that intro, it didn't, it made it not feel like an anime. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, cause you said it's, uh, it didn't, it, on the other one, there's there's so many of the I don't even know if the if this is the right word, but so many of the tropes of anime, uh, the things that you just you see in every single one, no matter what. Yeah, and there is a little bit of that, I'm sure, and I and it I it just I, seems like there's less based on very what I've seen. So. And in fact, the way that it like you know like like Faye, the female lead, I don't feel like she's over sexualized too much. Although I'm sure I'm missing something. It's anime; it'll let you down in that category, but. Uh, there's another character, Ed, who's uh, who's uh, uh, I w- I think he's a trans boy, and he's introduced in that show about a third of the way in, okay. and he's never played for laughs or played ridiculous. And this is a That's show that good. came out in the '90s, so okay. I thought I thought th- 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 that was really cool. That um, is cool. Yeah, um, and, and then I'm uh, sure back then that was tough to avoid in in a, in a writer's room. You know, and, well, and it's interesting how it just kind of someone pitched it. You know, they just kind of like like someone in the room like just kept pitching jokes about that character, and luckily there was a couple people. Hopefully, that were like, "Hey, man, we're not going to do that." Maybe, maybe I know. You know, you get into cultures like there's some East Asian cultures that have a little bit more progressive ideas of that mm-hmm. than we do over here. So I don't know. I. Anyway, it's, it's I I can't I don't know the show well enough to really get into that. Sure, 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 sure. But uh, it's definitely it's one of the more interesting sh- animes that I've had a chance to watch, and I've always been very tepid with with the style. You know, I I like the Ghibli stuff a lot, but I don't tend to like a lot of other anime. And I really made an effort last year to try and get into more and more of it. And Evangelion let me down, but this it wasn't quite what I wanted, but I walked away getting something else. Okay. So it's definitely uh, I definitely recommend it. And the new the live action I'm I'm on board for 100%. That's how many uh seasons of the animated? Just, just the one. That's it? Yep, just one season. Oh snap. It so one. it's an easy watch. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I can do that. <laughs> I can do that. Yeah. Uh the live action one I very much want to see though. Uh and then big fan we, of John Cho. John Cho. And then do we see Wanda Sykes was in it, I think? No. Was there someone else? Maybe. I mean, was if she was, I didn't. I, I think there was someone who kind of looked like her. Maybe that's what it was, yeah. So, but uh, either way, definitely excited for that. And, and the, 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 the bold uh, look of the show looks like it's going to be charming. Okay. Is it time? Is it, it time? Is it time? Is it time to talk of Mario? Uh, we, I, we, we. We, I had it saved for later. I, I've been holding it back. You can't. I can't. You can't, because there. I mean, I suppose we could. We could. It's just. It's. What, what do you want to say about it? What do you want to say about it? It's me, a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. Twenty twenty two holiday season. The Super Mario Brothers movie is coming from Illumination, the same studio that is responsible for Despicable Me and the Minions, uh, with a cast including uh, Chris. Uh, what the hell's his name? Chris Pratt, Charlie Day, uh, Anya, uh, what's her name? Anya, uh, Total Joy, Taylor Joy, Anya Taylor Joy, uh, Charlie Day, uh, Keegan Michael Key, Seth Rogen, Fred Armisen, uh, Kevin Michael Richardson, and Sebastian Maniscalco. Mani- Maniscalco. Maniscalco as Spike. Um, that was probably the biggest news out of the Nintendo Direct uh, that came out last week which is Nintendo's um, 
bi-monthly or quarterly update on what projects it's working on. Uh, Shigeru Miyamoto himself uh, stepped out onto the uh, onto the stage during the presentation to make the announcement about the movie, uh, when it's coming out, and to announce the cast. Uh, immediately, the internet shut down uh, as the entire world had opinions over all of this. Uh, What's yours? I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really have one. Okay. Seems fine. <clears throat> My first question is, obviously, which version of Mario is going to show up? Yeah. Well, is it going to be the dangerously walking the line of racist stereotype Italian? That's the classic "It's a me, It's a me, Mario," voiced by Charles Martinet. Uh huh. Which big, big not Italian? Uh, I, I I doubt it. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know what Martinet is. Uh, or which is of course the only. I'm pretty sure the only voice that the video game has French. led us to believe. He's French. That sounds like a French name. Yeah. So the only voice the video game has led us to believe Mario has is this caricature of an Italian guy. Yeah. Right? Have we ever gotten the Brooklyn Mario in a video game? Uh, no. You've I had his voice be a little less high and a little more, a little more Brooklyn-y, but, but really... But the only time we really have Brooklyn Mario is the Captain Lou Albano show... And the Bob Hoskins movie, yeah, um, where they picked f- famous British actor Bob Hoskins to play a uh, a Brooklyn plumber, yeah, and then they're like, "We need his brother, Johnny Legs." Nailed it. Um, well, so which version of this voice do you think Chris Pratt is gonna do, or is he just going to play fucking Chris Pratt straight? And that's going to be Mario. I would bet that. That's going to be the worst option, in my opinion. I think they're all going to play it straight. <clears throat> I don't like that yeah. as much. Yeah, I know. Uh, I feel like he's got to give us, like, the Brooklyn one, maybe. A little more Brooklyn? I don't know. I don't know, man. It, it, playing it straight is going to feel real weird. Can you? Because we know that's not what Mario's supposed to sound like. Well, and that's—I think—that's probably the biggest thing now is that he, he knows he can't do the Charles Martinet voice. Because does he? You think he's going to try and do Chris Pratt's version of that high-pitched pseudo-Italian cartoon sound? I mean, it'd wow. be fun to hear. Would it though? I wanted. I want to hear it. Here's what I want. I want to hear takes of all three. That's like, well, that's, but then you got the they whole need, cast. I need, I desperately need to be in a focus group for this movie. Oh, we didn't even talk about Jack Black as Bowser. I think that's fantastic. I think I can hear Jack Black. No, no notes. No notes. That's fine. <laughs> I, I have, that's fine all day. I Bowser's voice is up in the air. We don't really know, you uh, know? Because he doesn't talk every damn stage. We, exactly. Yeah. We don't have it in our head. Uh, I mean, we had, Dennis Hopper. <laughs> yeah, see, there's not much to, to argue about. We don't that. have much to go on for that, so I'm fine with that. I am totally fine with that. Um, but Mario, of course, is going to be speaking throughout the film. Yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm also torn about Toad, about Keegan Michael Key as Toad. 
Because okay. I know Toad's voice really well. What does Toad sound like? Uh, hang on, I'm gonna pull up um, um, Captain Toad. See, I've never played this game. Oh, I'm trying to find a video that's not. Let's see. Is that it? That's not like it was Toadette, but maybe it was Captain Toad. Close enough okay. is the point. That doesn't sound anything like Keegan Michael Key. No, but I'm excited to see what he's going to do with it. Look, I have zero issues with any of the casting. I only want to know what they're going to try and make us think Mario's supposed to sound like. Like, do you want Charlie Day to try and be Luigi? Or do you want Charlie Day to just be Charlie Day and you get to have that voice coming out of Luigi's mouth? I got to tell you, as much as, like, I love, you know me, I love Super Mario. It's a great world. I'm, I love what Nintendo has built. But the idea of trying to give me Mario and Luigi the way they sound normally sounds but I okay. know, I'm not saying, like, no, no, no. The I mean, idea of Charlie I'm thinking Day's of voice versions coming. of that. Yeah, but I think we just need to let these people be themselves. I don't know. We'll I think, see. Do you want Jack Black to try and be Bowser, or do you want Jack Black to just? I don't. Like I said, him? I don't care what yeah. he does with Bowser because you don't have an opinion of Bowser. But Mario, you've got those three distinct voices. I mean, Mario and Luigi. Yeah, they're like we we have two distinct versions of what we've been told they sound like. Yeah, and to go in between those is gonna feel weird. I think. Well, here's the one thing we hadn't even considered at all. Huh. We're already trying to contact ghosts to haunt the Zillow homes. Uh Why don't we just get Captain Lou? Oh, shit. Yeah. That'd be dope. Get Captain Lou Albano back from the netherworld to voice Mario. Captain Lou's dead, right? I am almost 100% sure he's no longer with us. He can't be with us. He can't. He'd be 60 now. Wrestlers don't get to 60. He would be well beyond 60. Well, they don't get to 60, so they don't get to whatever he is either. Captain Lou. Why is Lou Albano beard a common search theme? Oh, he's been dead since 09. Oh, wow. He's been dead a while. Okay. Uh, And, oh, wow. And he was 76. That seems unusual. He was mostly a, a manager, though. That's why. Oh yeah. He didn't okay. Have, he didn't. You know. He, he was just bringing much. people to. He was mostly a voice. Oh okay. I didn't really he was didn't... there to be a a, a microphone. Oh. So essentially, when you have like wrestlers that are good wrestlers, but they suck on the mic, you give them a manager. You give them a Bobby the Brain Heenan, and you give them a Captain Lou Albano. You give them a Jim Cornette. That okay. That's you why give Undertaker him a got the a South Jimmy Hart. Undertaker had his Paul Bear. That's correct. And talk. That's so, correct. Yeah. Okay. That's right. That's good. So apparently, Captain Lou was born in Italy. Actual Italian. He was, yeah, yeah. Louis Albano actual, was his real fucking name. Actual Italian. Yeah. Actual Italian. Now, let's Lou look Albano. up Bob Hoskins. Oh, he was super, super British. Way English. Way English. He was like this much British, ain't he? Yep, oh, that, Bob Hoskins. That's who played Mario. 
Charles Martinet. It's me, Mario. It's a, it's a me. <laughs> Charles Martinet, a French man, playing playing an Italian. Yeah, that's wild, isn't Italian it? The cartoon. two versions we've been given, or two out of the three. Yeah, a Frenchman. Only one was an Italian. And an Englishman. So clearly there's only one way to play Mario. And that's the Captain Lou. The Captain Lou. Gotta be the Captain Lou. Gotta be Captain Lou. Gotta be Captain Lou. And then you get the, the who played uh who played as Luigi? It was Danny somebody. Um Oh God. Um Yeah, who did play Luigi? Danny Phantom. Nope. No. <laughs> Damn it. Fuck that you. That is not Thanks, it Google. At all. <laughs> Got fucked again. Google. Look up Luigi Super Mario Super Show. There we go. Danny Danny Wells. Wells. Yeah, I knew it was a Danny, damn it. He's dead, too. They're all dead. Everybody dead. Everyone that matters is dead. Everyone's dead. Yeah, except for you, whoever's listening. You're alive. Thank you. Look at that mustache. Oh, Danny Wells. You nailed it. It can never be Do you think that was real? It better be. I think that was just put on well. I'm going to grow one to honor it. It's going to be my uh, new look mustache. Look at Captain Lou's sweet fucking perm, though. Yeah. Hey, look, they brought Sergeant Slaughter on that they episode. Were, they were handsome men. That Sergeant Slaughter's got the craziest bottom jaw. Oh, yeah. He, like, it's like, it's like two, it's like, it's like a jaw that saw Jay Leno and got jealous. That's the, actually the jaw that used to bully Jay Leno's jaw. <laughs> that jaw made Jay Leno's jaw do push-ups. Yeah. Uh, Danny, Danny and Lou, the, the most handsome men ever. They honestly, really? they, this is the only version that I ever want. Yeah, can we. In fact, if Chris Pratt and uh, D- uh, Charlie Day if are unwilling to play it exactly like this, I will do both parts. And I know it's an animated movie, but I want them dressed up in this regalia in the recording studio. <laughs> that would be amazing. And is there any chance Sergeant Slaughter could stop by? Tell me just, he's alive. Just stop by. <laughs> just stop I'm by. I'm pretty sure he is also no longer with us. <laughs> really? You, come on. Oh, what? He oh, is still alive. with us. He's alive. Oh, okay. He's, he's 73. He did not retire till 2014. Jesus. Wow. Yeah, that. Look that, at that chin, brother. That, it's all chin. Is something else. Yeah. That's his. The distance from his bottom lip to the bottom of his chin is bigger than the Seven distance. Seven inches minimum. From his <laughs> top lip to where his hat it comes down. Facts. That's, 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 wow. Mm-hmm. It's impressive. That's not the way a face work. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> oh, man. That's not how face works. Uh, the Super Mario movie, only one of several announcements coming out of the Nintendo Direct last week. This I'm m- super pumped for it uh, all around. Uh, I am just super, super duper curious what they're going to do about the voices. That's all. Well, um, if they're listening, they should know. Put me in a focus group. Yeah, put let, me. Let me see that shit early, and I will tell you whether or not you can do that. I got to say, the fa- this is going to be, I feel like the first clip we get, mm-hmm. there's the, their voices will be the Sonic's teeth of this movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, if they do it wrong, they're going to make them fix it. Like, yeah. if we get a clip and people are like, mm, nope, yeah. go back and do the Captain Lou version. <laughs> yeah. They got to. They, if, if, especially after Sonic. Right? They, they have to do something. And, and if this doesn't have a dedicated to the memory of Captain Lou and Danny Wells, yeah. right at the top, before the word illumination 
and Bob Hoskins. I want it dedicated to Bob Hoskins. Bobby Haas. Yeah, Bob, who who is alive, I believe. But is he? Isn't he? I, no, he is dead. Bob Hoskins is Bob dead Hoskins too. Bob Hoskins has passed. This is bullshit. Twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. He passed. Seventy one. Everyone dies in their seventies, except for Sergeant Slaughter. Fuck, man. Don't, we don't have that long left. We don't. We don't. It's the clock is ticking. Shit. We are over the old. We hill. should probably do some good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Oh yeah. We, oh, you go, we gotta make right with God for sure. Uh, oh, that's why Charles Martinet is with us. He's only 66. Oh, okay. Excellent. He's got a couple more years left to go. It's a me, a Mario. I'm a walking and talking to stereotype. I'm a Frenchman. <laughs> <laughs> Frenchman Mario. I'm a from France. Uh, Mario's probably the biggest announcement for the Nintendo Direct. There's some new Animal Crossing content that's coming. There's a new Kirby game. Bayonetta's back. How fun would it be, though, like, right at the top of the movie or in the movie theater, right? And, like, mm-hmm. the first thing you hear is, it's a me, a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean. I, I would laugh a lot. He's a, Martinette is allegedly going to be in the movie. What? Yeah. She's just not the voice of Mario. So then I'm curious what that will mean. Maybe it means that Mario will just have a regular Chris Pratt voice, but at some point they'll like come upon like a Mario video game and you'll hear some Martinet in there. Or maybe Martinet's like cartoon Mario will be like, it's a me and look at the imposter. And then Chris Pratt will come in and be like, hey, I was I'm, I'm the real Mario. Yeah. You know what I like is uh, that uh, dogs have an opinion of this film and they don't like it. They, yep. they don't they're not a fan. That's why I think dogs should vote. The dogs should vote. <laughs> if more dogs would vote, milk bone crackers. If you're out there and you know what that's a reference to, you are fucking cool. What is that a reference to? I don't even know. Uh Monster Factory. Oh yeah? yeah. Okay. Huh. Anywho. Hey, Want to hear another cover, Jolene? What? Yes. Radio One. Jolene. Jolene. Jolene, Jolene, I'm begging of you, please don't take my man. Jolene, 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 please don't take him just because you can. Your beauty is beyond compare. Flaming locks of auburn hair and ivory skin and eyes of emerald green. Your smile is like a breath of spring. Your voice is like soft summer rain. And I cannot compete with you, Jolene. He talks about you in his sleep. There's nothing I can do to keep from crying when he calls your name, Jolene. I don't hate it. But I could easily right? Same. How you could easily take my man, but you don't know what he means to me, Jolene. I like that you just embraced Jolene, the baritone. Jolene, yeah. Just to try and take it up. Please don't take him just because you can. You could have your choice of me, but I can never love again. He's the only one for me, Jolene. I had to have this, this is live too. This is this depends on you. Not yeah, bad at all. Live performance, uh, pretty good. Within the live lounge on the BBC. Yeah. <laughs> Little Nas X, if uh, it wasn't clear. 
Uh, and yeah, great take. Uh, really good cover. Like you said, it didn't uh, didn't try to sing it their way; just sang it within his own range. Or, yeah, or I mean, and that's a th- I mean that's a mistake that 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 a lot of people uh, make that aren't like singers first. You know the. Uh, yeah, and I and I don't know his experience with singing, so I don't want to speak to that. But I just thought it was uh, kind of smart that you know he seems to be a natural baritone that that way, and he just stuck with it. And I was I well, even respect. if it wasn't, um, even if it's not all he could do, <coughs> as long as it's something, um, it sounded good, and it wasn't what we expected. Right. So it immediately stood out from every other cover I've heard of that song. Right. You know, which between. Dolly and the White Stripes and Miley Cyrus. I've heard that over and over and over again. Yeah. It's a great song. Well, me first in the Gimme Gimme. It's a yeah. great version of that song. Yeah, absolutely. No, but no, this was good. Yep, I All, dig it. Also, always a fan, and obviously, uh, Little Nas X has never been shy about his sexuality, but I'm always a fan when they don't switch the pronouns, when they sing a song that's written a certain way. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just love that little that little touch about that. They hear in the deep voice say, you know, begging of you, please don't, don't take, take my, my man. man. It's just such a, uh, even outside of just, you know, representation, like the idea of it just being introducing the variety of ideas mm-hmm. constantly. Oh, well, like yeah. That. And there's going to be a lot of people that are not happy. Yeah. Oh, and maybe someone messaged me right now. Is that, is that really the feedback is that quick that someone's like, hey. Yeah. Man, Man, guys, just just email us later. Of course, it was. Of course, it was enemy of the show. Ryan Green back on enemy chime, status. Chime in and no, I'm kidding. No, he, he didn't. Yeah, yeah. It's completely unrelated. It wasn't wasn't him. Um, no, but good, good, good song. A uh, very cool cover. Uh, definitely uh, uh, different from what we're about to hear. Oh man. Sounds like they're trying to play to the original for sure. It it sounds so much like the original. Yeah, that's that's the song. This video is pretty funny, though. I mean, at this point, the only thing that could ruin it would be if the voice was kind of weak sounding. Uh oh. I don't feel the need to. I'm not scared of this at all. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not not bothered by that at all. Listen, Weezer. The Blue Album and Pinkerton are fantastic albums. Green Album's got a few tracks. Top to bottom, those two albums are fucking great. Maladroit's got Keep Fishing. That's a good song. I don't give a fuck about anything after Pinkerton. I genuinely don't. I just continue to. That Beverly Hills song is fun. I hate that song. Really? I hate it. Oh, it's fun. I hate that song. It's fun. Because that's not the band that wrote Pinkerton. 
or you know what I mean? I mean, it just it's so night and day different. Yeah. It's like um, it it's like trying to compare uh, Smash, yeah, to like the Pretty Fly for a White Guy. Those aren't the same band. Yeah, you know sure. what I mean? Like they're both Offspring, but that's not the same band. Yeah, it's like Sugar Ray's first album and anything else. Right, right. Um, and I don't care for it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, Weezer has steadily gone in a direction that I have largely disagreed with. I'm totally over it now. Yeah. Where I'm just anything that now, now when I see yeah. Weezer did something, I'm like, mm, no thanks. You know, Stephen King's SNL sketch aside, that was about Weezer, wasn't it? Yeah, but it was about the argument of whether or not anything after Pinkerton is worth listening to, and the answer. Is no, no, yeah, it's a great album's got it's got nope. sim- simple pages. That's a good song, mm. yeah. I don't but, know, man. But their cover, I, the, you know, what really pointed out to me was uh, everyone pushed for them to do a cover of Africa, and they did, and it, it was is. just like this very milk toast, very bland, not pushing anything, not doing anything different. They did their cover of Take On Me, it was the exact same thing, it was just uh-huh. very bland, very boring, not. So honestly, like this cover era of Weezer, I'm really not feeling. Oh, I hate it. It's very, I don't like it at all. Like I'm glad you're working, Rivers. Make me make, make music, you know. But <laughs> he just did some stuff with a, a band I like called Billy Talent, and yeah. I'm like, I don't want to hear it. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I'll check it out just like this. You know, it's, it's worth looking at. But I guess worth. I love that from. the second option here is a uh, 2003 clip of Jim Brewer doing some shit about Metallica. Metallica. Can we talk about what a piece of shit Jim Brewer is? Yeah, he's turned out to suck. Fuck huh? him. Man, he shockingly turned out to really suck. Very disappointing. I always, you know what? The moment I found out that he never smoked and just looks high all the time, yeah. and that's why he was in Half Baked, I was like, mm, fuck that guy. Yeah, like a literal poser. Yeah, it's the actual definition You're the of poser. Textbook definition of a poser. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, speaking of. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly seems cool. Man, this guy really likes to start beef with people that are cooler than he is. If 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 he never started beef, I would not know who Machine Gun Kelly was. Right? He got annihilated by Eminem. Did he? I, in I, my I, opinion. I know there was a fight. I, in my opinion. Those I, were both songs. The, the Eminem song yeah. was objectively better, in my opinion. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. whatever. And that's misuse of the word objective. <laughs> <laughs> objectively better, as I in see my it. opinion. Um, no, I, I uh, now he's going after uh, Slipknot, and here's the thing: he's he's he says uh, at least I'm not 50 years old wearing a mask, and he's basically shitting on the the fact that they have a gimmick. Yeah, his whole life is a fucking gimmick. Yeah. He might not wear a mask, but he's constantly changing his uniform. Yeah. You know, he's constantly changing his costume. Well, and his whole look is kind of a mask. A hundred percent. His entire persona is he's the one of the fakest people I've ever seen walk around. Well and like now he's now he's now he's pop punk, now he's 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 hip hop, now he's pop punk, now he's this, now he's an actor, he wants to play Tommy Lee. And like, I'll I'll defend him in that people's interests change and grow and he can assume a new identity. That's fine. But you have to don't then that- come after Slipknot. Yeah. Like well, also like say what you will about about uh, Slipknot, whether you like or dislike them, like um, they don't they 
They're scary. Well, and also like if you've seen clown without his mask, yeah. Have you? That no. dude that dude they, looks like he was in the insurrection. <laughs> I mean, here's the deal like still like they're good musicians. Like if you're into that kind of like heavy speed metal, yeah, they're they're top notch. Oh, they're super good. And like they've been around forever. They've earned their place. You know who their new drummer is? Who? Uh, Max Weinberg's kid. Oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, a little different from Daddy. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Apples and trees. Yep. Um, so, and like Machine Gun Kelly, even though I don't really know about him outside of his beef, he's not only been in the business for a minute, but he's played in different styles, so he knows a lot about different genres. This kid's not an idiot, right? Well, I don't know about... So, hold on a minute. Well, well I mean... Just to say that you've played in different styles doesn't mean... Because I mean, you can suck at several different things. But, but he knows that he's got to know that Slipknot's been around forever. I'm sure he's heard well, their yeah. stuff. You know, like he's got to know, like, so it's, he knows that he understands their role and what the masks are. This is all bullshit. Sure. This is literally just to get headlines, people talking about him. Mm-hmm. Because he, he's not an, he's got to understand the role that things like masks have played in metal music and the, the role that identity has played in metal music. From something like Marilyn Manson to Alice Cooper to Kiss, exactly. You know the theatrics. This isn't new. No, of course not. And he's got to know that. Just, just because even if he's paid next to no attention and read nothing about anything, just being in that world, he's had conversations about it. His someone told him the minute this. I guess Corey Taylor. Uh, did a, did a, some work for one of his albums and didn't make the cut because he didn't like his work or whatever. That's part of what this is. Yeah. But who? So he's got to know who these guys are. Right. He had Corey Taylor on for a reason. He probably thought Slipknot were cool. Right. You know. So and one of the things Corey Taylor was said was just like, I don't know why he felt the need to like air this shit publicly and like make it a fucking thing. Yeah. And it's not. And you could have just said no thanks. And Slipknot's reputation, as far as I know, it's pretty ironclad. They they do their job, they rock the fuck out, and they leave people alone. For the most part, it seems that way. Right? Meanwhile, this kid is up in everyone's face, starting bullshit, you know? And it's... For his kind of audience, maybe that's what he needs, man. You know, hell, is the like I said, is the only reason he's on my radar. You know, I wouldn't know who he was from anybody if he didn't have beef with people. Which I still can't believe is a thing. The fact that Eminem actually made a song for this kid is amazing. You know, like can you imagine if like some young comic was like Michael Zampino, I challenge you. Oh, I gotta come out with a fucking diss track now. Yeah, right. You'd be like, who the fuck is this? I mean, well, and here's the thing though: the diss track is not a new thing in hip hop. Like, no, that's no, that shit's been around. Yeah, like, but still, like the idea that Eminem even Eminem is like the he he has earned a status that is nearly unrepeated in hip hop. He's he's like the uncrowned king. Well, I mean, I, he's definitely recognized as like in the top ten, right? For sure. So the idea that he would have to respond to this guy, right? Like, I mean, if Wu Tang called him out, then you'd be like, okay, there's some heavy hitters going at it. But Machine Gun Kelly, <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> which. And but I mean that's he also, really he could have like put out a, a diss track that was just him making fart noises. Yeah, <laughs> just been like fuck you, I don't need to do shit. And it would still be considered the winner. <laughs> but on the other hand, too, like that's kind of part of 
you know, how you make it is you make a show for yourself. And Oh, for sure. I is, mean, this is classic, like, boxing promotion bullshit. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, this is like, uh, like uh, when, when Conor McGregor went, went at him at a fucking uh, thing. Uh, do I wish I could have actually, like, seen them punch each other? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's just fucking publicity bullshit. Is that then Conor? He, he like tried to punch Machine Gun Kelly somewhere recently. He or threw something? a drink at him and then went after him, but they got like, yeah, oh. they got like separated. That's funny. Uh, but Conor McGregor would punch that kid's head off of his body, right? Yeah. Conor McGregor's legitimately about, insane. What do you think about this YouTuber that went up against? Was he go up against Floyd Merriweather and beat him? Who? This Logan Paul? He didn't beat Floyd Mayweather. Is that what it was? He didn't no, beat him? No, he, they didn't fight. They didn't, didn't fight? Okay. He fought... Um, Who did he end up fighting? He fought uh, Tyrone Woodley, a former USC fighter. And I think he won in like a decision. Oh, did they fight? Floyd yeah, Mayweather? yeah. Logan he... Paul? Yeah, seven, oh, 78 for Mayweather. Okay, so, so he lost. Okay. Oh, I forgot. I can't believe that fucking shit happened. Yeah, but he, he also they've got to stop with these fucking exhibition fights that they're doing with these. Evander Holyfield fought and almost got destroyed by Vitor Belfort. Yeah, and like that shit. They got like luckily Riddick Bow was supposed to do one, and then after yeah. the Holyfield one, he was like, nah. Like, and, and stop doing that shit. You don't need to be trotting these fucking fifty-year-old dudes out to get destroyed yeah these, these guys were fighting when we were kids yeah you know so like to see them trying to like be back even even mayweather feels old to me like hasn't he been around oh he minute? yeah he should be retired for sure right yeah yeah that guy's got more money than fucking 12 people can ever spend yeah meanwhile let's why don't we put logan paul and this machine gun kelly in a ring together they have these two skinny white boys beat each other up what we need to do mm-hmm is like you got Anderson Silva, who's a retired fighter, who's in his late mid to late forties, yeah, but is still in shape mentally and physically to really fight. He's doing these exhibitions. You yeah. don't see Logan Paul calling him out. Or what about why do they have to be exhibitions? What's um, who's the guy we had on Fox here that we Manny Pacquiao? Because let's le- have Logan Paul fight him. Because legitimate. Boxing organizations won't sanction fights with these fucking idiots. It has to be an exhibition. You know what I mean? Like, because if it's real, it's if it's sanctioned, you got to get the boxing commissions involved. You got to get, you know what I mean? No, I just want to watch one of the YouTuber get his ass beat. So that's why it's an exhibition, so that you can see that and oh, okay. not have to worry about all the. But then I don't the want. Him, I don't want to fight fucking septuagenarians. I want him to fight. But that's why I'm saying he could face Anderson Silva. Oh, okay. okay he so could fight fit, Anderson Silva, but he's not doing that because oh. he's fighting people he thinks he can beat. Now Floyd Mayweather legitimately isn't someone that that should have been a fucking annihilation. Floyd Mayweather should have knocked him out in two rounds. Yeah. They 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 played for money. Yeah. Okay. But whatever. Well, that's fun. I'm glad I don't care about any of this. <laughs> that makes it fun for me. Uh, what I do care about is seeing uh, William Shatner boldly going where no man has gone before. Fuck that. Uh, but not uh, through space tourism. Like, why can't he just go with NASA? Like, let's just send him up in a NASA spaceship. Jeff Bezos says he's going to take the former Star Trek and TJ Hooker star up into space in an upcoming mission. Uh, a mission. A mission, yeah. So, so. 
to boldly. What's the goal? Take an old man into space. It's right there in the headline. Instead of? You know, curing cancer. Yep. Well, here's the deal. William Shatner does not have cancer. So William Shatner wants to go into space. And I, for one, uh, celebrate this. That man is 90 fucking years old. Is he? He has no business getting in a spaceship. Good God. 90. He would be the oldest man to ever be launched into space. Well, no shit. Yeah. How old? Well, That's because usually there's a line of people that would go, hey, this is unsafe. Yeah. But, well, that's what space tourism is, is now anyone can go because they can just Not anyone. Not anyone, buddy. You got to have a lot of dough. What? No, no, it's anyone. That's what they said in the The commercial. normal person? Yeah. You, you and I could go? You and I can go. All we got to do is just pay the, the fee to go. What's the fee? A couple mil? couple mil. That's it, though. Easy. Pocket change. That's, but every normal person has that. Hey, no, listen. It's not okay to, to judge based on whether or not someone, someone, whether or not someone has or doesn't have the money is not the point here. The point here is that it is accessible to anyone if they have that money. Well, all your scientists were so concerned with whether they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. Hey, 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 no, no. Goldblum will not save you here. Goldblum will not, does not. Goldblum will always save me, Hilton. That's what you don't understand. Goldblum is not here to save you. Yes, he is. He is my savior. I think here's the issue. The fact that we are sending William Shatner into space and not letting him uh, stay there, <laughs> produce or even, I dare say, write a new Star Wars movie. Star Trek? I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, both. Both a new Star Trek and Star Wars movie. The ever-awaited, the long-awaited crossover. <laughs> Finally, the crossover we've all been Everyone's waiting for. Everyone's been clamoring for since <laughs> the 70s. Why is there not? Why has no one even suggested that yet? A star- I'm sure people have. <laughs> Why? I'm sure that's been shot down by a lot of people. Well, it's time to shoot it up. The time is now. It's 2021, it's, baby. Let's yeah, get them together. There's no rules anymore. We call it Star Trars. Star Star Trars. Star Star Wreck. Star Trars. Star Wreck. Star Wreck. Yeah. Yep. 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 Nailed it. Okay. All right. Well, good work. <laughs> We've done important work. Uh, William Shatner will hopefully uh, be lost in space. Yeah. Oh, man. Picks and plugs? Picks and plugs. Um, I got picks. I got no plugs. Yeah, you do. Uh, do we? You do. We, we we still need to chat about that. Is it the 8th? It's the 8th. Because we got the wedding that day. Yeah, we're going after. We're going after. Going after. Is everyone going after? You and me and the other guy and the girl, yeah. Are you going to the wedding? I'm going to the wedding. Okay, good. I'm going to the thing. Okay, well, yeah. then October 8th, come see us. October 8th at the Starlight. We are back with our monthly show the second Friday of every month. Come hell or high water or even a wedding. Are we going to wear high waters? Uh, we're wearing high waters and coming from a wedding. Of hellacious high waters. Along with hosts myself and Miss Laura Cook, you will see Mr. Michael Zampino along with Mr. Trevor Carrion and Miss Joe Miller. So you're going to want to come to that show on the 8th. It's free, too. Free. It's for me. Free is good. Uh huh. 
You got picks? I do. Uh, season two of the Wu-Tang American Saga on Hulu is about, I think, through about five episodes in nice uh it's pretty great i'm really liking it uh and of course it just made me listen to a bunch of old wu-tang all week and uh that's pretty fucking great so you should listen to wu-tang clan um but yeah that show's good man pretty much everybody is in it is doing a pretty bang up job uh i think the kid that's playing old dirty bastard is is a standout for sure um, and then there's, uh, there's another podcast that my wife got me into called something was wrong. Uh, it's a really interesting show. Um, super like the stories that you, that, uh, you, you almost can't believe are real, uh, with, um, basically we're talking about, uh, emotional abuse and relationships involving like gaslighting and, um, lying and double lives and um, some of the things that uh, people get away with uh, stringing along multiple people um, and, you know, just just crazy, crazy shit. Um, So super interesting and also a great way to um, educate and uh, show people uh, how to look for red flags in people, um, you know, uh, in 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 relationships. And uh, and that's cool just to kind of treat treat. Train people to have a healthy skepticism. Yeah. So that they can well, know what to look for. And one of the things I like is they change the names of, of people um, because it's 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 less about uh, calling out the individual for the, the things that happened in the story, less than telling the story and the important parts of what happened to the person to and you know keeping the attention on the victim and not the the perpetrator does that make sense yeah um not not giving them the spotlight uh, instead keeping the spotlight on on the person it deserves to be on which is the victim um and i like that about it and uh yeah it's good there's nine seasons the ninth one is about to wrap up and what's it called again something was wrong Okay. Yeah, I slept on it, but I didn't even know about it. I guess, uh, but uh, but my wife told me about it and uh, jumped into the season that that uh, she was on now, and I quickly caught up to the current episodes and was like, well, at least I have some backlog to go through, and I breezed through those. So mm-hmm. I've now listened to all of it, and it's very good. So yeah, what do you got? Uh, I gotta say, uh, lately I've been listening to uh, some good stuff. Uh, from um, Hybrid, a uh, techno band out of Britain. They've got a long history of good tracks, uh, but the uh, been, been stumbling back into some of their classic stuff. A track called Flashpoint came across uh, a playlist recently, and it's got me down uh, just sort of a wormhole of their original few albums. So definitely Who is check it again? out. Hybrid. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, probably uh, got biggest right around the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, so if you like uh, electronic music, especially stuff with, you know, just sort of like light uh, vocals, not a, not a ton of vocals, uh, it might be right up your alley. Sweet. Uh, so check that out. And then, uh, yeah, like I said, check out The Starlight. Come see uh, Laura and me and Zampino and Joe and Trevor and uh, laugh with us. Please do. Because that's what we do. That's right. And uh, other than that, we'll see you next week. See you then. Take it from me. I love you. <laughs>